We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's love. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome into the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, hanging out with the head football coach at Port Washington High School and a number of his players. I haven't talked with John Bunyan for a long time. He was in studio. He came into the new one. He said, man, it's a little different than last time. Sorry you haven't been here in a while, Coach. I apologize. In fact, last time I had you in, you were a basketball coach. Yeah, correct. How you been? been good yeah it's been, good to see you yeah yeah the place is really nice it hasn't been upgraded big time. <laughs> yeah it has been you know there's no doubt we'd put an addition on and and uh, and it looks good so, yeah um tough tough night last night for you guys yeah yeah we are uh, big man they are huge they're big up front and and uh they did a good job running the football obviously um we had some opportunities early you okay know, um we got down within the ten yard line a couple times last night and, and didn't convert some fourth downs. So but to their credit, they uh they stuck to their run game and it kinda wore us out a little bit uh through the game. But our, our kids played tough and uh pretty proud of them. You know, and um that that's kind of the reputation over the years about Port Washington football players. They're tough kids. They hang in there. Um and and this team is is uh you know, is that. As we talked about off the air, you're you're really proud of of this team and the amount of uh, work that they put in in the off season. Yeah, definitely. We we uh, we have a small group. I mean, we we started the year off with only thirty one. I mean, at the varsity level, wow. which is low. Um, we've had a, a couple of injuries, and and um, and our kids have just you know had the mindset of keep working hard and keep getting better every day. And and uh, I'm super proud of them, and especially the senior group. Uh, they've been with me um, for the last three years at the varsity level. There's there's quite a few that have uh, been real dedicated and, and stepped up in terms of their leadership. So, hey, let me run down today's show, and, and uh, I'm excited about it. We're we're moving some some things around because a couple of the guests said, "Hey, look, I can do it, but I need to move to this time slot." So, 10:30, we're going to talk to Travis Wilson at uh, at 11 o'clock or so. We'll talk to Wade Lebecki from he's the deputy director of the WIAA, and then 11:15, former Pirate Josh Gasser. He's going to join us. I reached out to Josh and said, hey, look, I've got a couple of kids from uh, from Port Washington. In fact, we have four players in studio that we're going to get to. And uh, and, and Coach Bunny and I are, are, are going to be in studio. Can you give us a couple of minutes? He said, absolutely. Yeah. He said, how does this time work? I said, how about this one? He goes, fine. How about this one? So back and forth. But he, he didn't want to miss the opportunity to talk a little bit about his days. He was a heck of a high school football player. Oh, yeah. He was a, a tremendous quarterback. <laughs> Um, I mean, he 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 played a great great little speed option, a little bit of uh, throwing the football for us, and uh, 
Yeah, definitely. It was unfortunate that right before his senior year, he had an ankle injury yep. that he couldn't play. But, man, he was impressive. True leader. Coach, you know, I'm going to tell him this story when we get him on. But in the computer room at my house, um, we changed it around. And I got I said, look, here's what I want to do is I want to put up jerseys or pictures of guys, only people that I would pay to see play one more time. Mm-hmm. So I was a big Paul Molitor fan. Sure. The big Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. Larry Bird fan. Reggie White fan, yeah, and Josh Gasser, yeah. People are like, "What's he?" And I go, "I would pay." That's the kind of basketball player I loved. Him, the Showalter kid, yeah, um, crabbing off. If you remember oh, Joe, yeah. oh yeah, I, those are the kind of guys I loved watching play, and I would pay to watch Gasser play one more time. Yeah, you know that. Uh, it's funny you talking about those guys. We uh, as coaches, you look for grit. You know what I mean? You look for the, the toughness and the grit, and we, we talk about that on our team all the time. We'll take grit over talent all day. But when you got both, it's it's really special. So that 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 describes Josh. A hundred percent. Like that could be his middle name. And uh <laughs> and that's what I like. He never he didn't care if he scored. No. He didn't. He could no. knock down that shot. He could have gone someplace and scored twenty a game. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Hey, let's talk a little bit about about this year's team. Is it a young group? I know that. Do we have four seniors with us today? Yeah, we got four seniors here. Uh, Could you name them for me? Jacob Lippi. Sure. Jacob Lippi, Deron Spicer, Adam Byrell, and Devin Edwards. So I've heard about these guys. Uh, My son-in-law is an assistant coach at Homestead. Mm -hmm. And he talked about, I know he talked about two of these and possibly three of them um, when you guys played Homestead. And he said, "Man, these are these are some really good football players. Yeah. The, these guys." The, he said that the receiver kid jumps off the field. Man, this kid's the real deal. So I look forward to talking uh, to those four seniors. And we've got a lot of time throughout the show, so they're going to get a lot of time on the air. And, and uh, we we will talk about their their career. And and obviously, there's a lot of football to be played. Yeah. But they're listening to me right now, and I want them to understand. I'm going to ask them. If their season ended today, what's the favorite memory okay. of being a pirate? And it doesn't have to be, oh, we beat this team. It could be a bus ride. It could be a practice. It could be. I had a baseball group of baseball guys in, yeah. and I gave them that. And the one kid said, look, I was catching, and this kid was pitching. And a guy hit one to the Walmart parking lot. The guy hit the ball farther than anybody I've ever seen. I said, that's your favorite memory? Mm. He said, I laughed for two days. Because <laughs> I, you know what? I told him to throw a fastball. He threw a fastball. And this kid hit the ball a mile. Yeah, that's my favorite memory. <laughs> so I'm going to ask these boys what their favorite memory is uh, when we get to them. This was a group that you were that you knew this senior class was going to be something special. Yeah, early on. I mean, when they came in as freshmen, they were – they had a really good group, um, and they were really successful as freshmen and played together. They had a really good youth program, too, all together. And it's funny, on the way up, you're talking about memories. They're talking about some of their youth stuff. that uh, They remember good memories of going through, and even as freshmen. And these guys have hung on, and um, it's unfortunate that some of their teammates didn't you know, stick with it in terms of uh, during their senior year and stuff. But uh, uh they're a special group, and the reason why they're special is because they formed those bonds and, and uh, really worked hard. I've been coached basketball a long time, 36 years now. I think it's my last one, John. i got to be honest. <laughs> I'm getting old, man. Yeah. Three grandsons live across the street, and it, it is hard. I met Martin Luther, mm-hmm. and I, I find doing this show the last 15 years very seldom, especially in basketball, do you look at a roster and see more than three or four seniors. Because if these kids aren't the guy, 
mm-hmm. not going to play. Right. And and th- that day of saying, look, I want to be part of this team, and what do you need me to do? I'll play special teams. You know, you know all of that. I think is is starting to go by the wayside. Do you agree with that? I do. Um, it's sad. You know that 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 part of becoming being a part of the team and and having forming those memories because you're going to hear these guys and they're going to talk a lot about just the camaraderie and coming together. They don't really talk about specifically the plays or different things like that or playing, but they talk about just being together, hanging together, uh, and forming those relationships. And that's what sports are about. That's what youth sports are about. And football is a numbers game. Oh yeah, it's a numbers game. I mean, if you. When Joe Cook was my my co-host here, he swore, he said, look, if I have the, I'm, I'm going to two platoon no matter what if I can. Because mm-hmm. then I have 44 kids fully engaged. Right. I've got 11 starters on both sides of the ball, backups that are one play away. And if I can two platoon, and then, and look, if I have to coach a kid up to get him ready to play, yeah. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. As long as by the end of the year we're fresher than the teams we're playing against, and I think that that was really important. You can't do that with these numbers. Yeah, and, and it's hard. Um, yeah, you can't. And and you, you look at our, our setbacks a little bit this year in terms of our two games. We played Homestead and now we play Slinger. And, and you look at their numbers, they're just massive, and, and, they, and they're able to do a lot of that two-platooning. And eventually you get worn out. You know, you get worn out not only in a game, but you get worn out through a season. You know, right. So, um, it's hard on the kids' bodies to be able to, to put them through that. So um, being able to have those numbers are vitally important. Hey, the football-only conference um, realignment, how, what's, your, what's your feeling on that? I, mean, uh, I love it. Do I mean, you? I, um, I'm excited about it. You know, we, uh, we are obviously a small, con- a small team in our conference right now, and uh, the realignment will help us in terms of going up north, um, and then we become a little bit more um, playing teams our size. That's all I've ever asked is that we continue to play teams our size. You know, um, that that part of building a program is hard to build when you are constantly facing a mountain, you know, that's in front of you. Right. And you just want an equal playing field and you want to start to build things. And, and there's a lot of components that come to building a good program, the youth program, and and create an environment where kids want to come out to play. There's a lot of different things. But you want to have fair play. Yeah, and that and that's the biggest thing. And right now, in our sport, numbers are hurting you know? and, all over the place. Right. It's interesting that when when this came out, people were like, you know, guys like Bill Young, they don't want him. I had Bill Young on the from Catholic Memorial on my scoreboard show. He said, "No, I'm for it. Yeah, I'm, we're ready. You know what? We we physically to to play in this conference to the amount yeah. of kids that we have in our school, it just doesn't make any sense to me anymore." And People are like, well, he's going to go to the Woodland, and he's not going to have any competition. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I think when you get teams like that coming in your conference, I think that raises, yeah. you know, the tide raises all boats, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all you all you want is you want to play on a fair competitive field. That's all you want to do. You want to put your best team out there and, and compete, you know, and, and have the opportunity to compete all four quarters, all through all the entire yeah. season. And that's, that's, with football, it's numbers, and it's, it's playing the right teams. Right. And you know what? And and look, I had Doug Sarver and those guys in. They're not doing that. They're not doing this for any other reason than they want to get every every conference at eight teams so that that's fair. Mm-hmm. So there, there's not one conference with five right. and another with 13. And how do you get in the playoffs if you're in 13? But at five, they're all getting in. Right. So they want to do that. And then what, what else is going to come from this is there's some teams not going to be happy. Oh, yeah. But there's going to be some teams that are going to be really happy. So, 
hey, we're gonna, I'm going to put you on the couch. I'm going to get a couple of your players to come <laughs> right. up. Um, who are the two that I? Who are the? Who are the? The guys that are the big speakers on the team, or oh boy, uh, they all they they couldn't stop talking let, the entire way here. Then so. all right, then I'll pick it. We'll, well, let's start with Jacob Lippy and Deron Spicer. Okay, let's start with those two, and uh, we'll get them on the other side of the break. Then later in the show, Adam and, and is it Devon? Yeah, are Devin. coming up as well. Again, uh, Josh Gosser. I, I don't know if he's the most famous uh, Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh Port Washington Pirate, but he's one of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we've had some good kids coming out of Port wrestling wise too. Alex Daringer was a pretty darn good athlete and continued to wrestle very well at yeah. Port. So, well, I'm a fan of Gosser, so I'm looking forward to that. Also, Travis Wilson, Wade Lebecki, and we're also going to talk, believe it or not, to the cross country coach at Nicolet. Okay, we're doing a fundraiser for them, and they're uh, and uh, Coach Adam, Coach P, they call him, doing a Johnsonville broad stop at the Pick and Save in Glendale on uh, a 1735 West Silver Spring Drive. We're going to talk with uh, with Adam a little bit later in the show to promote that event. Uh, we're let's get you a break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're talking a Port Washington Pirate football. Got a couple of seniors to the microphone. We'll get back to John Bunyan later in the show. Uh, we also have Josh Gosser coming up at 11.15. I look forward to that. We're joined now by Jacob Lippy and Deron Spicer. Jacob, I'm going to start with you. I, I hear a lot about you, young man. So you, people that cover... That conference and guys like me that talk about high school football a lot, um, you you have uh, you made a, a, quite the name for yourself uh, for a couple of reasons. One, they said uh, you catch anything that's thrown even close to you, and uh, you, you're quite the athlete. Are you a multi-sport athlete? I am. What, I, what else do you play? I play basketball and I do track. You play basketball? Yep. You want no part of the Martin Luther Spartans, man. You stay up there in port. Don't come. Don't bring that weak stuff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen to me talking all this smack. Um, varsity football as a freshman. Uh, I played one game. So when you got there as a sophomore, these these guys looked big and fast and right. Oh, they were huge. I mean, I was a probably a buck fifty. Really? On varsity, yeah. Nervous first couple games. Oh, very nervous. And then all of a sudden things slow down, right? Yeah, every uh, whole game just starts to slow down, and uh, it all just comes natural after that. Now these kids that are freshmen and sophomores that you're playing, if you're playing against any of them, look at you like you looked at those other kids. For sure. And I hope that they understand that stay in the weight room, stay in the program, and uh, and things like this can happen. Do you play both sides of the ball? I do. What uh, What's your favorite side? Uh, offense. You like catching the ball? I love catching Scoring it. touchdowns? Yeah. Girls cheering, all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. The pretty girls at Port Washington like guys that score touchdowns, right? <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, uh, Jerron Spicer, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, position? I play running back and linebacker. Yeah, I watched a little tape on you today, by the way. Is it your freshman? Uh, maybe I have freshman, sophomore, and junior tape out there. So I think I, I saw the freshman one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you know how I do, I'm pretty sure it's freshman because you also made some tackles on on uh, special teams on that one, and uh, yeah, maybe freshman. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine you play a lot of special teams right now, do you? Not very much. No. No. 
I, um, four years in the program? Yeah, four years. Did you play in the youth program in Port Washington? I played one year of eighth grade football with this with these guys, okay. eighth grade uh, Sockville Rebels. But other than that, no. Hey, was that the first year you played football? Uh, no, I used to play for a team in Milwaukee, uh, the Journey House Packers. Oh, yeah. Uh, fourth and fifth grade. And then, what a great feel that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Packers gave him that field, I think, right? The yeah. Journey House? Yeah. I've, it was I've, donated the year after I left. Oh, it wasn't so nice when you were there. <laughs> Not so nice. Man, so you get out, you get to Sockville and play with these guys. That's the part of youth sports I love. Now you've played with these guys eighth grade and then all through high school. Yeah. It went quick, huh? Yeah, it feels like it. Uh, we were just talking yesterday how, you know, we didn't believe we had uh, already played five games, you know. You have a lot of football left. A lot of football left. A lot of football left. Um, I think Friday night home football games are as good. Look, it might be better, um, Jacob, for you, because we'll talk about North Dakota State University, and you're going to play in some big games. For most players, Division Two, Division Three, I think high school football Friday night at home is as good as it gets. I just do. You're playing in front of your community, your family, your friends, your teachers, your classmates. And I, and I just think it's it's it, there's something special to that. And you've got a couple games left with that, along with a long run, hopefully, in in the playoffs. Uh, do you play both sides of the ball? Yeah. What, what do you play on defense? Um, inside linebacker. Really? Yeah. You, you don't mind hitting people? Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> Look at, you know, Lippy's laughing. He doesn't, he doesn't mind hitting people? Does he oh, hit you in practice? All the time. Yeah, that's good. You don't mind that, do you? No, it's you, good competition. It is good competition. If you play at the next level, do you think you're playing the offensive or defensive side? Um, Honestly, I don't know. Um, Don't really have a favorite right now, so no. Do, do you want to play at the next level? Yeah. Multi-sport? Uh, yeah, I do track as well. You Just do? football and track, yeah. Man, a lot of football guys do in track. What do you run in track, Jacob? Uh, I do the four by one, and then I also do long jump, triple jump, and high jump. Yeah, I heard about you. you got some hops, huh? I do. Yeah, Lord's blessed your legs a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You can you, you jump for a white boy out here. I can. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, what do you do in track and field? I do the one hundred dash, the two hundred dash, and the four by one, and the four by two. Get some athletes on on this team, boys. Hey, um, Jacob, when you look back, and, and, I, and I gave you some fair warning, if, if, if the season ended today, and I said, look, when you look back at your career uh, and the football team at Port Washington, what would your favorite memory be? What, what would yours be? I would probably say uh, take it back to freshman year after the season. We, uh, our whole team took a bus down to Old Country Buffet. Okay. And we all just feasted for about an hour and a half. It was a great ride there, but the ride back was just terrible. Windows down, everybody was oh, gas. It, it was bad. bad. It was bad. There were some guys taking naps and all that, but oh, that. Yeah. See, I like that. You know what? That for me as a coach, I love to hear guys talk about. Look, it's not a game that I. You know, I had thirty and we won. I, okay, yeah. but you go to the buffet. Or the guy I told you about who was catching his his buddy was pitching. And he gave up a home run that's still going somewhere what he said. Jerron, uh, how about for you? Uh, for me, probably came this year. Uh, second week, we played Whitefish Bay, and uh, on the ride back, everyone just had a lot of energy on the bus. We had a couple speakers playing music, and everyone just had big smiles on their faces. We just had a great time. Do you, do you know who was uh, more jacked up than anybody with that win? The guy sitting to your left right there. <laughs> I had him on the scoreboard yeah. show. And I, I look, I've talked to your coach a few times. Yeah, he doesn't go over the top. He's not real energetic. <laughs> yeah. He was energetic that day. Yeah, that was he was day. really happy to uh, to be talking to, to to me. 
So North Dakota State University, that's a phenomenal football program, as you know. Um, what's the campus like there? The campus is beautiful. Yeah? Yeah, so uh, all the campus is all surrounded by uh, the Fargo Dome. Okay. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. I had a kid I coached in AAU basketball, went to school there, played four years of basketball. He's on the team for four years and uh, absolutely fell in love with it. He's now married to a girl he met on campus. They're, they got a little baby, and he uh, got a great education, met some really good quality people, and played at a high level. You know, if you don't, if people don't understand, especially on the football side, North Dakota State University is as good as it gets, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the quarterback that that came from there? Uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Yeah, just the, you know, he's just one of the best quarterbacks in in the NFL, and he. Uh, People are like, he came from some small school. That's not a small school. I, they, they play at a really high level, and they've had a tremendous amount of su- success. Hey, Daron, if you could close your eyes and say, look, if I could go to any college in the country and play football, where would you go? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you, who do you follow? Anybody? Um, I follow the Badgers, obviously. Okay. Um, I'm a big Ohio State fan, so – I'm sorry, excuse me? No, I heard you. I heard you. Yeah. Listen, Buckeye boy, you're not coming on the air. I'm just kidding. That's a great, They got a great program. Yeah, they do. You'd stay in the Big Ten, though? Uh, if I had the choice, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, this is good stuff. Hey, the uh, the community of Port Washington, Jacob, back in the day, they were a football community. A lot of farm kids, a lot of big, strong, tough kids. But And the community's changed a little bit, but, man, they come out and follow – you guys oh, and they're sure. supportive of 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 uh, pirate football. Friday nights at Port Washington is something special. Oh, they're very special. It's yeah. uh, uh, just the student body. Honestly, like once school starts, you'll get anywhere from eighty to ninety people at a game. Just yeah. students, just, just kids. Students. Yeah, and then uh, obviously the alumni follow. Port Washington. They're proud alumni. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gosser will tell you that. He's proud to be from Port Washington, proud to be a pirate. I had to, I'm going to tell you guys this story real quick, and I've told it on the air, but we, I, I'm the sideline reporter for the Thursday Night Lights High School football game of the week. We're in McGuanago and a kid. Not a kid. He was 25 years old. He's a kid to me, not to you guys. And he came up to me, and he, and he, was, uh, he worked for a company that, that rented the lifts for our camera guys. And he said, hey, can I tell you something? I said, yeah. And I tell this to, to high school students, uh, student athletes. He said, I was a first-team all-conference football player at McGuanago, second-team all-state. And he said, other than my dog and my car, I would give up anything I own to get one more week. Just one more week, Monday practice, Friday night home game here in McGuanago. And I wouldn't take one, pra- one playoff at practice or the game. He said, I took plays off all the time. He said, I was still first-team all-conference, second-team all-state. And I miss it in my gut. And my coach, older guy, kept telling me, you're going to miss it. It's the best. I shook my head. I said, whatever, old man. You don't know what you're talking about. And he said, I, I miss it a lot. So do me a favor. Capture every part of this thing in your senior year. You know what? Friday night games, on the road, deep run in the playoffs, playing at, 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 uh, up at uh, Camp Randall, if you can get that far. But but keep everything you know in your mind, in your heart, because it – it does go away, and you get to be my age. And trust me, the older you get, the better you were. I was, I was so good in high school, Jacob. You can't <laughs> believe it. Now, as long as no, none of my buddies are listening, because they know I'm just kidding. I'm going to come back to you guys in a little bit. He is Jacob Lippy, Jerron Spicer, two of the seniors that make this Port Washington team go. On the other side of the break, 
We are going to talk to Travis Wilson, Coach. I'm going to get John Bunny and I'm going to have you come back and join us. Talk about a couple different uh, conferences, any surprises for Travis, some of the teams around the state of Wisconsin. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern, John Bunyan, head football coach at Port Washington in studio. We just got done talking to Jacob Lippy, Jerron Spicer. It's two pretty sharp kids right there, Coach. Yeah, they're great kids. Yeah, what good ambassadors for that community. Oh, absolutely. They, they, they give back in many, many ways in terms of uh, not only on the football field, but but other things that we do. Later in the show, and, and uh, we're going to get uh, Devon and, and Adam on as well, and we're going to talk to them. And, in fact, uh, Adam is our pick-and-save student athlete of the week. I said, what's your grade point? 4.1. All these other guys laughed. Yeah. They said, yeah, you add all of ours together. I don't know if we get <laughs> So we'll, uh, we'll uh, talk to Adam uh, a little bit later in the show. We're joined right now by Travis Wilson with Sports.net. Go to Wisports.net for all your high school stuff. They are they are the Bible for guys like us when it comes to high school sports. Travis, how you been? Doing good. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you bet. Hey, I uh, just wanted to get you on. Week six is just about in the books. Uh, any surprises for you throughout the state? You know, teams that you thought were not maybe going to be real good but are overperforming, and then some teams that might be underperforming in your eyes? Well, you know, I, I think there's a few surprise teams as you look around the state. Now, one of them went down last night, Madison Memorial through the first five weeks, I think had been perhaps the biggest surprise in the entire state of Wisconsin. Memorial was undefeated through five weeks. They had beaten Sun Prairie in week one. They had beaten Middleton in the Big 8 conference. And uh, we're looking very good. And then last night, I got a chance to see them live against Verona. And Verona really handled them relatively easily. 28-10, to 10, Verona won. So Memorial drops to 5-1. and one. Still a, uh, a surprise team, I think kind of throws the Big 8 into a little bit of chaos as there's now three teams that share the, the lead with one loss. And speaking of sharing the lead in the Big Rivers Conference up in the northwest part of the state, there's four teams with one loss. And one of those teams is River Falls, a, a team that uh, I think was 2-7 and seven maybe last year overall, something like that. But they have uh, looked very good this year. In consecutive weeks, they beat Menominee, Rice Lake, who is the defending Division three state wow. champion. And then last night, Eau Claire Memorial. And so they've only got one loss on the year, looking very good. They, uh, their quarterback, Logan Grates, is committed to North Dakota State as a preferred walk-on. And so that program is kind of on the, uh, on the upswing. And right, uh, right there in your neck of the woods and, and with Coach Bunyan, it's been impressive and good to see what Grafton has done so far this year. Uh, obviously, that's a program that has, has struggled for a number of years and looking in, in pretty decent shape to get into the playoffs for the first time since 1997. They only need one more victory to uh, to secure that spot. So those are a few uh, surprises on the uh, on the good side, right? Um, but with, with the good comes the bad. Yep. And there are some teams that you look at and you, you kind of wonder what's going on a little bit. Um, you know, Arrowhead for a while was in that boat, but they've now rattled off three straight wins. So maybe things are getting headed in the right direction for the Warhawks. 
Uh, and, you know, there's some, some other teams around the state that uh, you, you kind of you look at in a surprise. Kewaskum, uh, a program that was so good for so many years, and they have uh, kind of struggled. I think they got a win last night, but they're 1-3 in conference. So uh, always uh, kind of an ebb and flow a little bit in high school football, right? You, you got the good and you got the bad, and, uh, and everybody trying to eventually get into that postseason discussion in the last couple weeks. You know, I think Oconomowoc is one of the teams, too, that – you got to go, boy. You know, they're struggling a little bit more than than even I thought. They've got some young kids playing, and and Coach Malling will will get that program um, back to 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 where it should be. But that's a I, I think a uh, a team right now that 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 I look at and think, boy, I know they're in the they're in one of the toughest, if not the toughest, conferences in the state of Wisconsin. But you know, the fact that they're struggling as hard as they are, I think it. Um, certainly has has uh, given me some thought on that. Yeah, and they they took a pretty sharp decline last year when Ben Neenheis and uh, Zach Clayton moved on after what was it the 2016 season. Uh, things really kind of went the the wrong way for the uh, Raccoons, and uh, yeah, but you know the the Classic Eight, like you said, a very tough league, and, and there's not a lot of room for error. And, and speaking of the Classic Eight, I mean. Look at what Kettle Moraine did early this year right. in knocking off Waukesha West in week one. But you, you can't – the season's not done that year. You're, you know, that's not – that can't be the high point of your season. And so now I think they're two and four in conference after losing last night to Catholic Memorial. They've got a couple winnable games the rest of the way. But, uh, you know, that just goes to show that even if you get a big win early on, it's not the end. You've got to keep going, especially in a league that deep. Hey, John, let me ask you, you know, Cedarburg is, it was such a proud program for a long time, and mm-hmm. and um, they have they have fallen on, on hard times. You're feeling about about what's going on over there? Well, I, I think it's, a, again, a numbers thing, too, you know, um, with uh, Coach Lear and stuff. I know that he's been working real hard. They're, they got a little changeover in their youth program, from what I understand, too. Um, and just getting that, um, building those numbers are important, you know, like we keep talking about. And uh, I, I think they've they've struggled. They've had some really good athletes in the past that had had a lot of success. And the offense that they had run was extremely difficult to, to stop, you know. So uh, not having some of those horses up front and then having uh, a little bit of lack of some skilled players has, has caused some struggles. Hey, Travis, down in this uh, neck of the woods last night, that Marquette Brook Central game, and we had we we had that covered on our scoreboard show. Uh, was a was a great game, you know, back and forth, and and Marquette beating Brookfield Central um, surprised a little bit uh, to some of us. But I got a chance to see Marquette uh, and Brook Central up close and personal in our Thursday Night Lights high school football game of the week on my twenty four. Um, so not not a total surprise because because Marquette's awfully good uh, football program, but uh, it'll be interesting to see for me how the Brook Central team bounces back against Brookfield East next week. Yeah, and Marquette is a team that I haven't seen in person yet this year, but talking to a number of people, you know, it seems like it's a, a tougher team than what we've seen the last few years. They Obviously, Marquette's been very good, and they've had some very good teams, but um, this year, really an emphasis on, on toughness in the offseason and talking to Coach Mazurczyk, um you know, that was really their emphasis. And the running game is much better this year with Daleon Brown-Williams. And, you know, the, to, to go and, and beat Brookfield Central, who's one of the most talented teams in the state, uh, very impressive. And 
you know, certainly I, I think Brook Central, uh, obviously still a contender, uh, not only in the league if they get some help, but in Division Two. That was an outstanding high school football game. You guys have been a little spoiled down there. You know, you had uh, Muskego Catholic Memorial a few weeks ago. Um, some really, really great games down there. Uh, there haven't been a lot of necessarily great games and great endings in, in some other parts of the state. Yeah, we. I'll tell you what. With we'll end up having anywhere from fifteen to twenty guys at fifteen to twenty different games uh, for the scoreboard show that that we do here. And there's been three or four that we just keep on hold the last three minutes and keep going back to because it's, hey, they, you know, they're down two. They got the ball. They kicked the field goal. They're up one. Uh, the kickoff was, uh, you know, sailed out of bounds. They got the ball in 35. And it's some just unbelievable finishes. And uh, you're right. We we have been a little bit uh, a little bit spoiled in this, uh, this neck of the woods. Um, hey, the other conference I wanted to touch on before I let you go – I, I was surprised that Oak Creek lost to Indian Trail last night. And I know that, you know, it was really windy and there were some issues going on with that. But Indian Trail was a team that I didn't see coming. I thought they were a year away. And at this point, they play Franklin this week, and both are undefeated in that conference. Yeah, it was interesting looking at Indian Trail's schedule this week. It's the exact same thing as what they had done last year. Last year, they lost yep. the first, their first two non-conference games, started 3-0 and in league play against the weaker teams in the conference, and then lost four straight and missed the playoffs. And this year, they lost their first two league games to Hudson and uh, Blake and on the other team they played, um, and then won three in a row against the weaker teams. And you wondered if it was kind of deja vu all over again uh, for the Hawks. But they get a big win last night over Old Creek, like you said. And, and so... Uh, you know they're, they're back in the hunt, they're, it's, which is good to see. Obviously, that is a program that is still very young, but it was so successful early on, and then kind of fell off a little bit the last uh, year or so. But uh, they're they're back in it, and you know we, we saw Franklin beat Oak Creek just last week. Um, kind of interesting to see in that Southeast Conference. I, I, I'm not sure, you know, if if Franklin is the Franklin of of old or, right. or what's going to happen once we get into the playoffs and some of these other teams. Uh, but it is a uh, it is a good thing to see Indian Trail back being more competitive and uh, hopefully getting into that uh, conference mix. Yeah, I agree. I think the conference is, is better when, when a team like Racine Horlick obviously is, you know, one team for Racine is, is real competitive, a team or two from Kenosha. You've always got Franklin. Oak Creek has always got a chance. So, hey, Travis, I really appreciate your time. Go to wissports.net. And, and I'm certain that uh, come playoff time, we'll reach out again and, and get some picks from you and, and kind of break down some of the playoff matchups. I appreciate your time, Travis. You bet. Thanks, guys. You got it. That's Travis Wilson again with sports.net. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Adam and Devin. How does Adam pronounce his last name? Viral. Viral. He's our pick and save student athlete of the week. And, uh, and Devin Edwards is going to join us on the other side of the break. And then at 11 o'clock, uh, Wade Lebecki, the Deputy Director of, of the WIAA. 11.15, Josh Gosser will join us to talk about his days as a Port Washington Pirate. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. So who is this week's Student Athlete of the Week? Who's making a difference in their community, in their classroom, and on the court? Let's meet the Pick and Save High School Student Athlete of the Week. Brought to you by your local Pick and Save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries.
Our pick and save student athlete of the week is here in studio. He's a quarterback at Port Washington High School. Adam. Viral. Viral. Thank you. I'm horrible with last names. <laughs> Viral. Hey, um, congratulations, our pick and save student athlete of the week. And we're going to talk with uh, Devon Edwards here in a second. Uh, great point is a 4.1. So you understand the the importance of, of and, and what it means to be a student athlete. You don't get to play sports because it's your right. You get to you you earn it. It's mm-hmm. a privilege. Um, your motivation for being such a good student athlete, where does that come from? I think a lot of it started with my parents when I was younger. Uh, they always pushed me when I was in elementary school and middle school, and ever since that, it's grown and taken me to where I am today. Good for you. Well, mm-hmm. as our Pick and Save student athlete of the week, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to come up to Port, and we're going to meet at the closest Pick and Save to, to the school or to your house. And I've got a beautiful award for you. Um, we'll have your parents, some of your teammates, maybe your coach show up. And we, we take some pictures. Your local pick-and-save stores really believe in giving back. And they, they're really proud of our their pick-and-save student-athletes of the week. Pick up the newspaper. Listen to the you know the, the radio or you know news. It's all about you know this bad kid and that bad kid. And we like to highlight, promote, and celebrate true, true student-athletes. Are you a multi-sport athlete? I am. What I else? also... I also play basketball. You do? What what position? Point guard. Yeah, you get in the gap and give it up a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Well, if he's over there, look at him. He, you know what he told me during the break? He said he is a point guard, but he should get the ball to me a little bit more. Oh, okay. I think that's what he said. <laughs> okay. I'm almost sure that's what Lippy was talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, congratulations, Adam, our pick-and-save student-athlete of the week. Have not been on the field last couple weeks. Um, you Thinking about you get back soon? Yep, I'm hoping so. How hard is this? Uh, it sucks, especially being senior year, and it just sucks not being out there with my boys. Yeah, you're on the sidelines. They yep. put a headset on you, pretend you're a coach or any of that stuff. <laughs> no, not yet. Bringing water out to him is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what. And uh, he, he's he's not a water boy. He's a quarterback. Hey, Devon, uh, De- Devon Edwards. Um, t- let's talk a little bit about about you. Uh, position you play? Your tight end, defensive yeah. line. Yeah. Come a little closer to the mic if you can. Um, tight end is the position you like the most. Yeah. So do you uh you played all through um youth and and high school with these kids obviously mm-hmm. four years in the program yeah did you play freshman you freshman or JV how did what what's the progression for you uh, I played freshman and then I uh, was on varsity my sophomore year do you remember the first couple of games now the same question I had for for Jacob guys were big strong and fast yeah and then now it's slowed down a little bit right. What uh, do you, as a tight end, you like catching the ball more? You like blocking? You like combination of the both? I like the combo of it. I like to block for the guys to get the score, or yeah. I'll catch the pass. And run with it. Does he throw the ball to you enough? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Look at he's smiling over there. Do you, uh, Adam? What offensively? Do you guys uh, are you a mix? Do you guys uh, run the ball more than pass it? You throw it a little bit. You get wide open. Well, you got some athletes, man. That you got a lot of <laughs> options, correct? Yeah, we do. So do you guys do you throw it quite a bit? Uh yeah. Uh, in the past couple of years, we started to pass more. And you like that? Yeah, I do. Have you played quarterback all through? Yep. Grade school. Yep. You're the quarterback. Um, I know, coach, you don't have a headset, but you got your microphone. If you could turn that microphone on for me, Jeff. It's always nice to have your your pick and save student athlete of the week. Mm-hmm. Be your quarterback. I always like it when it's my point guard. Yeah. You know those kids, they they. 
like things slow down for him. There, the that huddle is his when he's in there, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And and uh, we've missed him the last couple of weeks, uh, and really truly looking forward to him coming back. But he's definitely a leader and and been able to to lead our team over these last three years. Uh, so we're we're looking forward to having him back. And, and I had asked these other guys, and, and Adam, I'm going to ask you the same thing. If if your season ended now, the best memory for you, um, what you're going to take with you wherever you go next year, whatever you do next year. When you guys get together at your five-year five-year reunion, that you're going to say, "Hey, do you remember this? What would that be for you?" Uh, well, we used to go to this uh, football camp called Camp Awana, and uh, we'd stay in cabins. And one year, a bunch of guys brought their Xboxes and TVs, and Duran was playing a game of Madden against Tyler Beach, and we happened to find the circuit breaker behind our cabin, <laughs> and so. <laughs> We pulled a prank on every other cabin, and we flipped the power off on them. And next thing you know, you got big Tyler Beach running out after us, yelling, who turned off my Madden game, freaking out on us all. And we all pretended we were sleeping in our cabin. Man, you didn't want him mad at you. No, no you did not see that. I love that. That's a great story. Adam, how about you? Uh, I think one of the funniest moments for me came this year when one of our uh, defensive linemen picked up a fumble and ran 70 yards. What Just- was his name? Tristan Griswold, man, that's awesome. Yeah, seventy yards. What uh, against what team? Uh, Cedarburg, man, and nobody could catch him. <laughs> I guess not. So, uh, did he? Uh, he must have had some fun when he got through the end zone. Yeah, I, I don't think he, he was gassed, that at right? All. Yeah, he was gassed. I, I know all about. I know all about that. That's awesome, boys. We're gonna we're gonna bring you guys back. In fact, all four of you uh, later in the show, and one two of you guys will share microphone. But I, I, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about. Uh, your future, what are you guys thinking about next year um, as far as schooling and stuff like that. We'll do that later in the show. Other side of the break, uh, Wade LeBecchia, Deputy Director of the WIA, is going to join us. And then 11-15, Josh Gasser will join us. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's love. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan. We're going to get to Wade LaBecchia, Deputy Director of the WIAA, in just a minute. Uh, but we're going out to Coach P. He is the uh, Nicolay Cross Country Coach. You guys think I'm bad with last names. I would butcher this one. Hey, Adam, how do you pronounce that? It's Piascovi. Yeah, Piascovi. Yeah, that's easy. Adam Piascovi, he's the Cross Country Coach at Nicolay. And uh, we are working together today doing a Johnsonville broad stop at the Pick and Save store at 1735 West Silver Spring Drive in Glendale, raising some money for this cross-country team. And they're going to be there from 11 to 1. So they just opened up. My guys are out there cooking Johnsonville brats and Italians and chicken. Everything's 2 bucks. 100% of the proceeds 
goes to the Nicolay Cross Country team. Hey, Coach, how's how's the team doing? Team's doing great. We're off to a good start about halfway through the season, and as we wind into the second half, we're looking to finish strong and compete at the conference level and state level in those tournaments coming up. Who's the team to beat in your conference in cross country? Right now, Whitefish Bay seems to be the uh, number one spot. They were state qualifiers last year. Um, so they're looking strong along with uh, West Bend West and uh, Slinger. How long have you been coaching at Nicolay? This is my uh, fourth year coaching, third year as head coach. Man, good for you. Well, I really appreciate your help today, Coach. And anybody with any ties to cross country, Nicolay, or you have a you have a hard-to-say last name, head over to uh, – <laughs> <laughs> 1735 West Silver Spring Drive, the pick-and-save store, right out front. Um, say hello to Coach P. Say hello to some of his cross-country runners. And, again, 100% of the proceeds they're going to take with them. And, uh, Adam, I really appreciate you helping us out today, and, and I hope we can raise a lot of money for you. Well, thank you so much. It's a beautiful day for a brat. Got some nice fall weather for it. So looking forward to uh, working with you guys. I got to believe not too many of you cross-country boys eat a lot of brats, but, you know, as football guys, we all eat that stuff. So There you go. We'll sell them to anybody. So <laughs> Man, that, down. That's, a, that's a good marketer right there. He is uh, Adam. They call him Coach P. He is the uh, head coach, head cross-country coach at Nicolay. Again, stop down anytime between now and 1 o'clock at the Pick and Save store, 1735 West Silver Spring Drive. Adam, finish strong with with that team. Uh, and, again, thanks a lot for your help today. Thanks a lot. We'll see everybody down here. You got it. Uh, thank you, Adam. Let's get to uh, Wade LeBeck. He's the deputy director of the WIAA. Hey, Wade, how you been? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Uh, joining me in studio, the head football coach at Port Washington, John Bunyan. Hey, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your, uh, week six is just about uh, up. And as we start looking towards, you know, the playoff run, as coaches, we don't, uh, we never look ahead, but we work ahead. I said to John, hey, do you have any idea which way you'll be going this year? You know, one one more win, you're going to qualify for the playoffs. And he said, I have no idea. How, how do you guys determine what direction a team like Port Washington goes if they're in Division Three, does it depend purely on numbers? How many teams qualify to the north of them? How many teams qualify to the south? Yeah, you know, the easiest thing to do is to get out a map and then uh, you, you highlight all of the high schools that are in that division. So you highlight the 32 schools. And then once you highlight the 32 schools, you have to figure out the unbeaten conference champs. So then we highlight or circle those and uh, – in a purple color or whatever color, and then then you highlight the uh, conference champs in another color, and you have to divide out the unbeaten conference champs. So if there's four of them, you have to separate them, and that's where the circles kind of get kind of goofy at times. But uh, you, you want to try to keep those as evenly as you can and try to keep them separate. Then we try to balance out the conference champs, and then we just put out circles and the closest teams together, that's their group. It's not real complicated, but, you, you know, it'd be easier to see if you had it on Google Maps. Right. Or if you had it on a map, because then you can see how the, the circles go. You know, and uh, up north, it's a little bit goofy because you go into Division Two or or Division One, you'll go all the way from Hudson all the way over there to Bayport. Oh. 
or you'll go from Menominee all the way over to Appleton. And that's kind of, or Hortonville, that's kind of, you know, that group up there is, is awfully large. And so once you get that group out, then you'll look at the, at the Madison area and you might go from lacrosse down in Division Three. You're probably going, you know, <clears throat> from lacrosse area down to Madison area. And then once you get those two groups out, now it's just a matter of dividing up the, the, the east side into two groups. So hey, John, it really how, comes down to separating those conference champs. Hey, John, how do you as a, as a coach in, in Port Washington – it's it's not like you're here in southeast Wisconsin and and kind of got an idea where you 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 can either they could send you north, send you south, they could send you west, I guess if 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 need be. How do you, as a coaching staff, try to figure this thing out? It's it's almost impossible, right? Well, we don't. We we just take the next step and whoever we're going to get, we're going to get. I mean, um, two years ago we made the playoffs. We went north to Kewaskum, and then last year we made the playoffs and we went south to Whitnall. So. Um, it's a, it's all based on numbers, like uh, like Wade said, in terms of uh, conference champs and stuff. So we just got to get prepared for whoever we get. Yeah, and today, and and now there's not. I mean, with Huddle, you can get tape, get filmed pretty pretty easily. And and do you reach out to common opponent coaches or coaches in your conference that that may have seen this team and and say, hey, look, is there anything that you can give me on them? Well, we go into the seating meetings. You know, now we do the seating meetings and stuff, and we go in there and we we have the agreement that. You know, we're going to share the last two games off of Huddle. Right. So that that's how that goes. And then we, you know, the gentleman's agreement of, of making sure that's what you get. Yeah, my, uh, my again, Joe Cook, who was my co-host, before you, before you guys did the seating meetings, he used to go, y'all, you basketball coaches, you're too political. You don't, yeah, we're not like that. We're, we're football coaches. And after his first seating meeting, he said, oh, my goodness, we're, we're as political as you guys. Oh, yeah, it's competitive. It, it, you you want to host some games. You know, you don't you don't want to travel. You know, you'd like to host some, you know, your first couple of playoff games you can. But then you, that, that take care of itself during the regular season. So. Yeah, it does. Wade, so far, so good. Uh, six, just Like I said, six weeks in. And, and you know, I think the, the crowds now are, 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 are back because the school, the school is in. And. And no problems for you at the WIA right now, right? No, you know it's been going. It's been a pretty uh, smooth year so far. Knock on wood. Uh, you know, I was at a River Falls game yesterday and uh, observing the officials there, and I was impressed. Their crowd—they they had the stands packed, and it was a, it was a nice crowd. And went over to St. Croix Central after that, and, and there was a nice crowd there. So, you know, it was a beautiful night. A little chilly, but that's you know it was football night and, and good weather. So I was I was impressed with the with the crowds, um, but it's been a nice year so far. We've been avoiding a lot of you know issues that might have come up. We've had to deal with that flooding down there in the Madison area and the area between La Crosse and Madison. Uh, they're getting caught up over there. So nice season so far. Hey, um, we've we've had a lot of conversations um, uh, regarding the football uh, only realignment that that I feel like is 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 coming and. And I talked to to John, the head coach of Port Washington, about it, and he said, "Look, I, I hope it does happen. I think we could play uh, wh- where they're talking about moving us. We would play against schools similar size. What kind of response when you're out and about at some of the games you're going to, Wade? What kind of response and questions are you, you getting regarding it? You know, I, I, usually I don't get any when I'm at the games. Uh, of course, I try to hide. But uh, <laughs> when you're when you're uh, at the area meetings, we've had six of them so far. So. Uh, as a staff, we travel to the seven districts of the WIA. In fact, our last one is on Monday, where we'll be at Mount Horeb. But uh, we, we get uh, input there. We have probably heard from about seven schools that are unhappy of where they're at. A lot of times, for me, 
you know, when, when you sit back and, and you don't have a horse in the race, it, it seems like it's more competitive reasons than it is, right? Uh, you know, for other reasons. Um, because I think the coaches did a very good job of, of going ahead and trying to keep the enrollments balanced and trying to keep geography down. And then now that they're out, there's some of them who are, you know, obviously looking and saying, well, we can't compete in that conference. And, you know, we won't know until you're actually in that conference. But there, there's going to be some minor changes. We have um, – December 1st as our deadline for eighth player. And I thought we had about four or five moving. And now I'm finding out that one, instead of going to eight player is going to probably co-op. And, and when you co-op, you know, that's one less school and 11 player, but it also changes their enrollment, which then could change their placement. So I think, you know, we won't know what the final product is until February after the uh, eight player deadline, December 1st. And we have a co-op deadline February 1st. And once we know where those schools are going to be for the next two years or three years, then we'll finalize that product and see where it's at. A little bit easier to do down in the southeast because there's, you know, the geography is not as big of an issue. But when we get up into the northwest and down in the southwest, uh, one co-op, like I said, Schoensburg goes go to a co-op. And Highland down there goes to a co-op. Now a conference of eight changes to a conference of six, and then it upsets the balance. So we're really um, – curious to see how all that shakes out because I think you're going to see that happen up north too. Um, finding a few teams that are going to go eight player and a few that are going to co-op, then we're going to have to do the groups again. We're talking to Wade Lebecki. He's the deputy director of the WIAA. I was up at uh, Sevastopol two weeks ago um, talking about eight-man football on a TV show called Around the Corner with John McGivern that I do a TV yep. segment for, or I do a sports segment for. And I... Look, they're so excited that, that now they're part of the WIA and they're going to have an actual state champion. Uh, I can't tell you, Coach, or can't tell you, Wade, how excited those guys are to be able to do this. Do you see the numbers for eight-man over the next 10 years growing quite a bit, staying the same, or, or maybe not growing at all? You know, it's kind of interesting. We have some schools that have used eight players to go ahead and, and uh, build a program up. They've been successful. Uh, we have some programs that want us to drop that enrollment average from 200 down, or raise it rather from 200 to 250 or something like that. I don't anticipate that happening, but I do see uh, the rural uh, school enrollments going down a great deal, and because of that, they're gonna, you know, we're gonna probably see a rise in the eight player uh, when we have schools of 100 and 140. Uh, that when their enrollment sits out of there, they're, they're going to go any player. And I think that's what you've seen happen with Florence up north. Right. And uh, you're going to see a couple other schools that are going to go eight player just because their enrollment's dropped. So, like, you know, some schools offer both soccer and football. And when they're both in the fall, they both need 11 players on the field at one time. That, that creates some issues for them as well. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Wade, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. I'm sure come playoff time, as always, I'll reach back out to you. And uh, thank you again. You're, you're always very, uh, very nice with your time uh, coming on these shows that I do. So thank you very much. No problem, Mike. Appreciate it. You bet. That's Wade Lebecki, Deputy Director of the WIAA. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Josh Gosser, former Port Washington Pirate, will join us. We'll talk a little bit about his basketball career, but we'll talk about that football career he had mm-hmm. as well. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. In studio, John Bunyan, head football coach at Port Washington High School, along with four of his players. And we put the four on the other side of the glass because I wanted them to hear this interview. And uh, I told you guys earlier on the show, uh, I'm a fan of Josh Gossard. I, I, I've been a basketball coach a long time, and I'm a big fan of his. Josh, how you been? I've been well. How about you? Good. So I told this story early on in our computer room at our house. Uh, we, re- we redid it. And I'm only putting up jerseys or pictures of guys that I would pay to watch play one more time. And I've got Larry Bird, I've got Paul Molitor, I've got Reggie White, I've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I've got Josh Gosser. And people go, are you kidding me? I go, no, uh-uh. I would pay to see that kid play just one more time. And uh, as a basketball coach, I loved watching you play. And then I and I knew you played a little football at Port Washington, but I didn't realize how good you were. And talking to Coach Bunny, and he said, "Look, you got to hurt his senior, but he was a heck of a quarterback." Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if I belong in, in that sentence with those guys, but I hey, yeah. Hey, I'm a hundred percent Irish. I, I'm a little crazy, but I I'm just telling you the other the other one that I'm looking for, I can't find a picture of a show Walter. There you I, go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, we could. We can hook that up, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, obviously, was a basketball player and in high school and college. But some of my favorite moments were playing high school football. There's nothing like it. The camaraderie, the atmosphere, um, just the memories I had. And I was fortunate enough to have a coach Bunny and coach in both sports for me. And we definitely had some good times, and I, I miss it for sure. Hey, hey, Josh, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, these four student athletes, and these are impressive young men from Port Washington. They're having a good year. They're all seniors. And when a guy like me says to them, hey, look, high school football, one, Jacob Libby's going to North Dakota State University. He's going to play at a really high level. The other guys are might play Division two, might play Division three, And I try to tell these guys that, look, maybe high school football is as good as, as, good as it's going to get. And when you talked about you know your days of playing at Port Washington, I want them to hear from you that Friday nights at home in front of the, the community is it's just about as good as it gets. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's nothing like it. it. You play in college, and it's it's awesome, it's unbelievable. But there's only one time in your life where you get to play and suit up for with with your best friends, alongside your best friends, for your community that you grew up in. And there's only one time to do it. And and like I said, I was I was fortunate enough to play in some great atmospheres, some you know big time games and moments in college. But I still I still cherish those high school moments, uh, especially on a football field, just because there's nothing like Friday night lights and and just spending the time in the locker room and in the weight room with your teammates and, like I said, your best friends you grew up with. So, you know, I've had some great memories in sports. Uh, high school football is, is right up there with it all. Hey, Josh, what are you doing nowadays? I'm, I'm back in Madison. I'm working for the athletic department. So just I uh, played a little bit uh, professionally overseas after college, but I've been back in Madison for about a year now, a little over a year working in an athletic department. Yeah, a friend of mine is Joe Wagner with Johnsonville. And uh, he said yeah, he gets yeah. a chance to talk to you and uh, every once in a while. And he's a big Badger fan uh, through and through. And he said that you're doing a great job uh, for Wisconsin Athletics. So congratulations on that. Hey, are yeah, you... yeah it's, it's definitely in the transition phase. But it's good to be back a part of athletics in some way and, and from a business standpoint now. But it's, it's been good. 
Yeah, I was telling these guys that I, I do the uh, Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week, and we had the Menominee Falls at Sussex-Hamilton game on, on Thursday. And the basketball team did this little cookout, little barbecue cookout. It wasn't little. It was actually pretty impressive. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, the head basketball coach at Wisconsin showed up to get a barbecue sandwich. I said, Coach, it's a long way for you to get a barbecue sandwich. He said, yeah, I know, I know. I'm sure it had nothing to do with the number one ranked sophomore in the country. I was going to say, was Patrick Bowman at that event? Yeah, yeah, young young Patrick was there carrying water and and soda, and it was good to see Joe Krabinoff. I haven't uh, haven't talked to him in the past, but he's another guy that I really enjoyed watching play, Similar, similar to playing the way you played. You know, Josh just, you know, getting on the floor, setting picks, don't care if you score a lot. All you want to do is get the win. Hey, when you think back of your time and, and being in the building at Port Washington, I told these kids that are listening right now that, that you're a proud Port Washington kid. When you think back to those days, walking through that school and either playing sports or just being in class, what what, what do you feel? What do you think about those days when you were in Port? Man, there's nothing like it. Like I said, you literally – have it pretty well. You literally get to hang out with your friends from 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 and then practice after, and, and that's it. I mean, school, you know, sometimes you complain about being in school all day, but at the end of the day, you're literally just with your with your best friends, uh, you know, getting to compete with your, with your, you know, your friends, your classmates, people you grew up with. And, you know, for me, uh, those were some of the best days ever. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to leave high school at, at some point to go to college just because I had such a good experience with, with my friends and my coaches and, you know, academics and athletic career and things like that. Uh, I any chance I get to get to come back to port, I try to make it happen. Cause I still got a lot of family and friends there. And I'm excited to be coming back for the, for the port grafting game. I think coach buddy and I talked about that, but yep. uh, I think the last game of the year. So I'm excited to, to be back and I try to make it back for one football game every year. So uh, awesome. it's always a good time. Hey, Coach, um, you've you've been blessed to coach some really good athletes mm-hmm. and good players, both basketball and football. Um, but during the break, you said, look, Gosser, was, uh, he's just one of the best I've ever coached. And, and look, as, he, he, as a freshman or sophomore, I'm sure didn't jump off the page with this great athletic ability, but he was a kid that just got after it, and he was tough as nails, right? Oh, yeah, just just um, absolutely fundamentally sound, student of the game, and, and – uh... And, I, and that's what I said when, when I remember when Coach Gard called uh, and asked about Josh in terms of when he was recruiting, and, uh, and I said that uh, Josh is going to make uh, your team and everybody else around him better, just simply better, and that's what Josh does. Hey, uh, Josh, you're engaged now, I see, right? Yeah, two months ago. Yep, I'm yeah, growing up. <laughs> you know, you are growing up, and, and, and trust me, and and please, uh, you all kicked your coverage by a mile. You know that, right? Oh no, I absolutely did. I don't kick my coverage in athletics, but this is this might be my greatest feat. This might be. You know what? I agree. This this completely might be your greatest feat. And uh, you know, good for you and congratulations with, with with all of that. I love the fact that we can get some of these kids to listen to a guy like you that played at a high level and still, you know, has this love for the community that that he grew up with and uh, that embraced him as a as a young student athlete. Um, last question, we'll cut you loose. I uh, actually two questions: Are you still doing camps with Chip Rank? Yeah, yeah. Chip and I are doing a few. We're doing uh, a few this fall here, right when football season ends and uh, that transition to basketball. So doing one at uh, Cedarburg High School and, and Wanakee here in the Madison area. 
Um, I think we're doing one in Franklin and Oshkosh as well. So we're, it's just a great way to stay involved in basketball and help out kids. You know, they love it. We love it. We love getting back in the gym and, and doing things like that. So um, still doing that, you know, any chance we could get. John, you know, when he was a senior, I had him and Chip Rink in studio. And uh, it was a really funny dynamic because these guys competed like crazy in both sports. Mm-hmm. And But they played on the same AAU team, and they were really good friends. Sure. But come game time, I mean, they got after it pretty good. And they had some funny stories as seniors, man, talking smack about each other. And now it's this many years later, they're still hanging out, running yeah. camps. And that's that's what sports does, oh, man. Oh, that's the best part of it, yeah. And, in fact, in talking with these kids currently right now on the, on the way over here, they were talking about the other guys that they were competing against with Grafton and Cedarburg and different guys. They they know each other, and, and they've been playing against each other for a long time. And that that's part of athletics and sports, that you build these relationships, not within your own school, but with others, too. And What was that? Yeah. Go ahead. That's definitely, that's definitely the best. I know for me, yeah, Chip, Chip and I were rivals from – literally fourth grade on. I mean, we played against each other. We were both quarterbacks. We were both, you know, the better players on the basketball team and things like that, played baseball. So we were always, you know, competing. And then little did we know that we'd become best friends. I stood up at his wedding last year. He's going to stand up at mine uh, this year. So it's uh, it's funny how that all works out. Man, that, I love that. That that part of what, you know, what we do as coaches to watch these kids and other schools, and, and, and even on your team, the, the football all-star, the WFCA all-star game, yeah. you know, that's the part that they talk about the most when you talk to these players. You know, these are guys I competed against and I didn't like. Yeah. And now he spent a week in a dorm, and, we, and now we're teammates, and I'm hanging out at his house, and, you yeah. know, I'm going up north with his family. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. These stories that you hear, you know, every day about some of these guys, I, I love that. Yeah, and that was Part of my special memories with basketball and and with football. I mean, I got to coach the All Star game for for hoops when Josh was senior year, and I remember that week. That was a, a tremendous week, and lots of lots of friends meeting with other coaches too, and and building those relationships. And then the year before, I got to coach coach Tyler Beach up at the All Star game for a full week, and and that was great. I mean, and, and they have those memories now too. So the All Star game is a special thing too. Hey, do you think Josh Gosser stepped on the line on that play where he threw it over the back? <laughs> I, th- I still think. He- Look, I'm, a- I- I'm not going back, but I'm telling. Man, that play hey, was Mike, unbelievable. Did it get called or not? Yeah, it, right. yeah it, it did not. It did not get called. So I'm pretty sure you didn't. But and that ref was right there looking down. So that was, man. Some of those. When you look back at some of those games and that run where you guys got to the finals, my. My wife has, has has been around me for a long time since I've been coaching, and we still have a couple of those games taped. And we still, if there's nothing on, we'll go back. We never go back to the Duke game. We go back to the Arizona <laughs> game. We go back to the Kentucky game. We go back to those games that, that we like how it ends. Um, you ever go back and watch any of that, Josh? Yeah, I, I do. I, I find myself just on board just, you know, once in a while, not – Try not to get stuck in, in the past too much, but it's always good to catch up. And, you know, it's funny because fans always kind of have that perception, like, of, you know, the Arizona game, the Michigan State game, you know, Kentucky, all those things. But still, you know, my greatest memories and, and what I tell kids all the time is just the camaraderie in the locker room, the, you know, the bus rides, the hotels, hanging out in the apartment. And that's the stuff I remember way more than, uh, you know, winning a game or something like that. And just trying to let kids know that message that those relationships are way more important and can really last a long time. And, you know, some of my best friends now are still people I play with in high school and play with in college, and, and that's, the, that's the coolest part about it. 
Boy, that that group that you were with at at Wisconsin, that was a really fun group for guys like me to watch and and root for. And 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 I, I can tell you this, Josh, that that my my wife Terry really likes teams that she feels care about each other and give the ball up and don't care who scores. All they want to do is win. So the that the, your senior year is by far her favorite college basketball team of all time because she felt like that's how you guys felt. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, it was 100% real. You know, there, there's been teams that I've, that I've been on where people say that, and it wasn't necessarily always the case. But, you know, our camaraderie, our togetherness, whatever people thought it was, it was 100 times better. I mean, it, it was honestly the, the best thing I've ever been a part of, just in terms of, of a group of guys getting along, playing for each other. And most importantly, importantly, just having a good time because, you know, playing college basketball season, and it, it can be a grind. It can be, it can be a lot of ups and downs. You know, it's tough, but we had so much fun every day, going to practice, going to workouts, um, hanging out with each other, and and that helps. That helps you win games, and I think that season really showed that the camaraderie, the the leadership, those little types of things can go a long, long way beyond just talent. Hey, I'm going to say something on the air that I've never said, and uh, I, I can say it now because it's all over, but the point guard Jackson drove me nuts. He, <laughs> Josh, he drove me insane. And if my hey, son Matthew – huh? I tell you what, that kid was fearless. I know I mean, he you was. You can say what you want. That kid – He drove me nuts. <laughs> that's right. He, he did that to a lot of people, but so did a lot of our players. But I'll tell you what, I always loved his – he was not scared of anyone, not scared of any moment. And when you're playing in front of 18,000 people and in front of millions of fans and those types of games, you know, some guys shrink. He he was fearless, and I always respect that. I, I do, too. And he was fit. He was tough and physical. and But, man, he drove me nuts sometimes. I feel so much better. I finally got that off my chest after all these years. <laughs> hey, Josh Gossard, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. I really appreciate it. These boys that are listening from Port Washington obviously appreciate it. And, and John, I know you're feeling um, for Josh, and, and mm-hmm. you just uh, love this guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just want to say uh, thanks to Josh again. He came back to our school and spoke at Port Pride. Uh, we do a, a great volunteer activity with our students, and Josh did an outstanding job coming back and speaking to the students. And uh, it was uh, really good for him to come back and give back, as always. It does not surprise me he gives back to his community. Josh Gosser, thanks a lot for a few minutes, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you in a few weeks, Coach. All right, see you in a little bit, Josh. We'll get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. We're talking Port Washington Pirates. This uh, other side of the break, we're going to spend a few minutes talking about some other kids on this roster sure. that make your team go, and then I'm going to kick you out. Okay. And that last segment, I'm going to talk to these boys a little bit, and we'll have some fun with those guys. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wedgie's oh, yeah, Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. They're going to do it next segment. Okay. Got a great idea. If you're li- stick around to that last segment, I'm telling you, this could go really well or could go sideways <laughs> quick, man. <laughs> the last segment, I'm walking away. And uh, Jacob Lippy's going to interview these other three guys. Two of them think it's a good idea. One of them's like, please don't, please, I'm begging you, don't let him do it. But we're going to let uh, Jacob Lippy take over. 
and who knows? Yeah. They may fire me on Monday and try to hire him, and all of a sudden he's not going to North Dakota State University. He's <laughs> here at uh, 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're talking Port Washington football. Coach, um, a couple of things. One, I want to thank our friends at Wendy's. Um, they, they have sponsored all this stuff that I do, and mm. they give back to the community a lot. They've given you an envelope with a number of, of um, coupons uh, for gift cards for food at your local Wendy's. And uh, I know that your staff is listening. Yeah. Family's listening. Mm-hmm. You, you only have enough to take one or these boys in here. I don't know. That's I, against WIA rules. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do the staff. Or, yeah, we'll who see. Do you, who do you think you're taking? Oh, I, uh, there's a whole bunch of group. I mean, well, I mean, it depends how many we got here, but uh, there's a lot of people that give back to our to our program and have been tremendous. So uh, we'll identify a few people. Who, and, are the and, guy, who are the staff guys that, uh, that that we should be talking about? You know, uh, Coach Gall does a good, tremendous job. He's uh, our defensive coordinator. Um, and then uh, Coach Perez does our special teams. He's been awesome. Uh, Coach Riley uh, has also helped us out with both sides of the ball. And then our freshman coaches have been just tremendous, and Jake Wall, Adam Prom, and then uh, Zach Moeller. Uh, they've done a tremendous job with those freshman group, and they are off to a, a great start of 4-1 of and one right now. Oh, good. And uh, three games left to play. And your family's listening? Who's listening? Oh, yeah, my wife's listening. And, What's her and, name? Uh, Sherry. Sherry's listening? Yeah. Who else? Yeah, and then uh, my son, Michael, who's a freshman playing uh, football this year, and then my little guy, Jack, who's a little third grader and, and thinks he's in high school right now. Hey, you know, uh, Sherry, uh, Michael, and Jack are going, you better bring those Wendy's. You better take us <laughs> to Wendy's. And your staff is going, no, don't bring those home. You better bring them, yeah. bring them to us. So I want to thank our friends at at, at Wendy's. And, and uh, they give a lot back to the community, I'll tell you that. And they believe in high school athletics a ton, so thank you for that. Hey, other than these guys that are in studio, Coach, if we come out and watch Port Washington play, um, who else? who's making a difference on, on this team of guys you'd like to – uh, give a shout out to. Well, I, I just want to give a shout out to the entire group. There's not many of us. I mean, there was 31 when we started. We've had some injuries. Um, unfortunately, uh, Mitchell uh, last night had a, a knee injury. We're hoping for the best for him, uh, Niemeyer, and he's he's had a great year. A couple of kickoff returns, played good defensively. Dylan Niehoffer, first game of the year. Um, unfortunately, he had a, a fibula break playing Homestead. He was a tight end, defensive end, um, and, you know, and. We've had some kids. Uh, Zach Sharp uh, is playing well. Um, Wiki is playing well. Um, Kelly had an injury last night in terms of some concussion stuff. He's been playing good. Uh, up front, um, we've had some really good kids, too. Uh, Ray Benson's been playing both sides of the ball. Uh, my my offensive line has been a young group, but they've, they've been doing well. Um, Coach, I you know, yeah. I've looked at rosters from Port Washington a lot over the years. Yeah. I don't see, I don't see those big... No. Farm boy hogs that I that I've seen <laughs> in the past, man. Yeah, I, I wish. I mean, and even when we had Beach, you know, he was just, you know, he was he was one of uh, of a few, you know. So, yeah, I mean, but we got some athletic kids that yeah. that, that know the game of football and they're playing tough and and uh, you know you you can win some games with some some kids. You don't need size all the time. You just need to have kids with a good knowledge base that that uh, execute the play and and uh, work the drill. So is Adam's younger brother playing quarterback? Yeah, right Adam uh, Ethan has stepped yeah. up real nice over the last uh, three games and has had some some good some good games and, and thrown the ball really well. You know, Ethan called us 
and he he said, let Adam know he should go to Whiteout or something when he gets healthy. Because he called in the studio and said, you let Adam know that I'll look I'll look him off a little bit, but yeah. maybe I'll throw him the ball. But he thinks yeah. it's time for him oh. to go wide out or play defensive back yeah, or something. I, I'm sure. But well, I'm excited to get uh, Adam back and his legs. And Ethan might now get get himself out to the wideout position himself and, and catch the ball a little bit too. You realize he didn't really call. I'm just kidding. I say, yeah, I, I caused a lot of problems with stupid statements like that. But your mom did call, and she said, "Tell him that he's going wide out because my younger boy, yeah. he want, I want him at quarterback." Hey, um, this is uh, you're excited about this group, man. And and when yeah. when, when I had John in the sidelines from Whitefish Bay, coach, that was uh, that was as happy. You were yeah, that was a good win. That was a good hurdle for you guys yeah, to get over. It's been a long time, you know, that we had, we hadn't we hadn't beaten Bay in a long time. They're a good program. And uh, you know, you talk about moments where you, your your program takes the next step. That's what needs to be done. We've been in some competitive games over the last few years, but you know, you got to win games that you're not expected to win, right. and then you build the confidence, and then you you know it, it continues to grow. And that's what this group has. Well, and I hope you guys get a hundred percent. Nobody's a hundred percent healthy at the end of the year, but it'd be nice to get closer to being healthy. Um, you've got these are really good kids. Thanks. I, I I've enjoyed. Um, the time that I've spent with these kids, and and uh, I'm looking forward to the next segment. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my feet up and let uh, let Jacob Lippy take over, man. He's gonna interview these guys, and and I'll be right here if they get into a problem. Stay again. close. This segment could go sideways <laughs> quick, and if it does, I'll jump back in. But Lippy wants to he wants his Twitter account out there and all that, and <laughs> it's it's awesome. These are uh, I I've heard nothing but good things about these guys. Mm-hmm. On the football field, yeah. Um, but you know what? Off the football field, I, you, you should be proud. These are good ambassadors for you, your program, and your school, Coach. Thank you. You bet. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Jacob Lippy is taking over. He is uh, going to do the interviewing. These three other guys, we'll see how that goes. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaching Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Wendy's Varsity Blitz uh, Football. I'm Jacob Lippi sitting in for uh, Mike McGiver. I'm here with my teammates, Deron Spicer, Devin Edwards, and Adam Byro. So, uh, Deron, this yeah, next Dave. game coming up, we're playing West Bend East. What are you thinking the touchdown celebration is going to be? Uh, I'm thinking freeze tag. You like freeze tag? Yeah, maybe some jump rope, uh, some sword fighting with some crutches maybe. I don't know. Who's crutches? Uh, you, got Mi- you got Mitchells or you got Dillons this week? I'm thinking Dillons. You like Dillons? I like Dillons. All right. Mitchells are kind of heavy. Oh, I bet, man. Jeez. So, uh, Devin Edwards, um, let's go back to the grafting game last year. All right. White right, 90 double pass. That's a good play. Who threw you that ball? I do not recall. Uh, I think his name was Jake. Well, Jake Lippy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, he threw that. So, after he threw that ball to you, uh, what was going through your head while two guys were chasing you down? These guys can't catch me. Man, but it looked like you were slowing down a bit. Well, I knew they were too far behind to catch me. All right. All right. So, Adam. Yes. Let's talk some basketball. Yeah, all right. Last year, 36 on Homestead, on their head. Yeah. Talk me through that game. Uh, You know, shots were falling. (laughs) Haven't beat Homestead in a while. I mean, had to handle business. 
What what about your teammate uh, Jacob Lippi? He put up four points in that game. He did. He had a strong showing. <laughs> strong showing, yeah. <laughs> he had a lot of the intangibles, the things yeah. that matter. Yeah. He also had four fouls too. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't play most of the game. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, back to Durham. Jake, can I ask you a question? Ask me a question. What's your QB rating in the North Shore Conference right now? Oh man, right now, I want to say uh, one fifty-eight point three. On Wiz Sports, that's what it says. How many passes, how many completions? Uh, I got uh, five passes for five touchdowns. How many have to me? Well, let uh, me just say, uh, last night I think I saw you throw an incomplete pass. No, I didn't. I, I, I threw, so I've thrown two to Devin Edwards right here. Three. Three now. Yeah, three. And then I threw uh, one to Lucas Hausner. Shout out to Lucas Hausner. That's a boy. And uh, other one to Mitchell Niemeyer. So, you know, things have been just, when, when they let me throw it, it's I'm a touchdown. Last night, one for two. Whatever, 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 whatever. Let's get back to this. Thuram, we got the last game against Hartford, right? Two games ago. Two games ago. Tell me about your 180 yards and three touchdowns. Tell me about that. Uh, I I was feeling good that game. That's all. <laughs> feeling what, great. What about your linemen blocking? How'd they do? Uh, boys up front did a great job. Opened up some big holes for me. Uh, Devin made a key block on a 26 power it was at the in the end of the game, fourth quarter with about three minutes left. Had a 42-yard touchdown run, so that felt great. What about, uh, uh, so it was, we were at the two-yard line, right? And uh, we're running 24 power, 24 <laughs> power. And me. I feel like you're just trying to make it. No, 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 no. Me and uh, Brandon are out here. I run this out route that takes the. Okay. The linebacker. Yeah, it listen. leaves you a huge hole. You didn't even give me a high five after the touchdown. <laughs> Man, I was just excited, you know. You I'm sorry. It's not all about you, Jake. Yeah, it's not all about you. You, you should be thinking about the team. Dude, I was. Like, I, that's why I ran that out route. You know what? I respect that. But all right, whatever. Okay, whatever. Okay. Let's get back to Devin. Okay. Ah, oh, man. Talk to me about. Talk to me about basketball, man. Talk to me about your basketball career so far. Well, I have probably a combined varsity point total of 20 points. That's what I'm talking. That's what's up. That's what's up. two years or one year. Maybe how, less, how, actually. How many technical fouls? I have I got two or I got two technicals in two games at a summer league tournament for yelling at a ref. Oh, why were you yelling at uh, him again? Oh Well, I kind of got tackled on the court, and he just looked at me. Wrong sport, man. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that got me heated. That got you heated? A little bit. A bit. I mean, all right, Adam, talk to me about this uh, this wide receiver core you have on the Port Washington Pirates. I mean, you got Jacob Lippy, 6'3", monster, right? Just monster. 6'2". Dude, dude has muscles popping out of his earlobes. And then you got Devin Edwards, who has like a 40-inch vertical. And now you just lost Mitchell and Dylan. How are you going to use Devin and Jake now? Um, well, obviously, we got a strong receiving core, a bunch of dudes who can catch the ball. Uh, I think we're going to be slinging it a lot more in the, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe we'll get Duran on a halfback pass and no, see his no, ability. No, no, that's or, not going to Or so happen. he says he can throw it. No, I don't really throw. know. I, I've seen him throw. He can't throw. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Could I ask you a question? Ask. Uh, who do you like to lose to in one hand? Uh, contest catching the ball in practice? Honestly, I don't think I've ever lost. Uh, like, ever. 
I've seen you lose like maybe three or four times now. When, when was this? Practice. Practice, dude. Each week. What's practice? I think we go to every week, nah, Monday nah. through Friday. Boys, I got to get us out of here. You guys are great. I'm telling you, you, you can take my job. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta what you got? It. I got one more thing to say. All right. All right. Uh, everybody that's listening, uh, my Snapchat, hit me up, JLip42. And uh, uh, my Snapchat, D-E-R-O-N-E, Drone. You all know my Snapchat. Well, yeah, but they don't. No, nope. they, they, everyone does. Okay. At two two. Thank you for having us. And I'm Mike McGivern. I have no Snapchat, so don't worry about that. <laughs> guys, this has been, honestly, thank you so much. Thank what you. a joy to, uh, to to watch four guys that hang out, obviously. Grew up together playing football. Want to get deep in the playoffs. Try to get to Camp Randall and uh, and get it done. Uh, John, thank you so much. Good to see you again. Uh, go Pirates, man. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz. Var- Varsity Blitz. Look, now you got me nervous about my job. Yeah, High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.